0: All Hallow's Eve the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain the night when the veil between worlds is thinnest and the ghosts of the dead can return to earth what better time of year than this to tell ghost stories hello everyone and welcome to a Halloween special of tales of fae and folklore sit back relax and prepare for a scare The Headless Horseman The legend of the Headless Horseman goes back farther than the New World and the story of Ichabod Crane. Celtic mythology tells of the Dullahan, a malevolent harbinger of death. He demanded blood sacrifice in the form of decapitation. It is said that he embodied Crom Du, a fertility god. But when Christianity came to Ireland, his worship ended frustrated by the lack of worship and sacrifice he wanders roads carrying his decaying head under his arm he rides his horse calling the names of those doomed to die and give him their heads it is possible that he followed people to the new world the following is the folk tale washington irving based the legend of sleepy hollow on During the Battle of White Plain, in the fight for independence, a Hessian soldier, which is a German soldier who fought for the British, was decapitated by a cannonball. His head was completely demolished, so when his fellow soldiers went to bury him in a nearby cemetery of Sleepy Hollow, they had no choice but to bury his body without its head. This battle took place on October 28th. Some believe that his death's proximity to Sawain is why this rider is able to rise from the grave searching for battle and his head. The village of Sleepy Hollow and the nearby Tarrytown knew of this story and many spoke of witnessing this headless horseman on many occasions. On this particular cold dark night, a Dutchman was leaving a tavern in Terrytown. Unfortunately, his path home led him next to the old cemetery in Sleepy Hollow. There was no moon this night. The only light he had came from his lantern. He was nervous as one gets traveling alone in the dark, surrounded by the darkness of the forest. He hummed to himself to try and gain courage. It was midnight, the witching hour when he passed the cemetery. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw a strange light rising from the ground in the cemetery. He froze, his heart pounding in his ears. He stared at the light and watched as a large horse carrying a headless hessian emerged from an unmarked grave. The terrified Dutchman let out a terrible scream as the hessian ran straight for him at a full gallop. He forced his body to move and turned on his heels to run. He ran faster than he ever had before towards a small bridge that covered a small running stream. He knew that spirits could not cross running water. He could hear the hooves of the demon horse close behind him and all but feel the hot breath of it at the back of his head. The head he knew the Hessian wanted. He suddenly slipped on a patch of ice and tumbled to the side of the road. The headless rider ran past him with a thunderous sound He saw him in vivid detail. He could make out the Hessian's uniform and the torn and bloody neck which once held his head. The Dutchman hid in the brush at the road side for over an hour before he dared move. Then he ran home to tell his wife of his terrifying experience. By the afternoon of the next day, everyone in Sleepy Hollow and Tarrytown had heard of his tale. They speculated on the horseman's intentions. Was he searching for his head? Or was the soldier rising from the grave to lead his men in a charge up Chatterton Hill without knowing the hill had already been taken by the British? The headless horseman rides tonight through stark and starless skies shattering the silence with his otherworldly cries. He races through the darkness on his alabaster steed The headless horseman rides tonight, Wherever the fates would lead. This poem is by Jack Prelutsky. People speculate many reasons why spirits remain. Unfinished business, heightened emotion, a traumatic end, or perhaps they feel particularly attached to a certain location. Many theaters and music halls have reported paranormal activity. Do spirits remain because of such heightened euphoria while performing? Or is it the energy these buildings hold night after night? One such haunting has been reported at the Aurelia Opera House in Ontario. In this beautiful century old building, a spectral audience and performer attend long after the show is over. Technical staff, ushers, and other workers have expressed their fear and frustration. Late at night, they can hear someone playing the grand piano. It is always sad, haunting tunes. But when the staff go to investigate who is playing in the theater after hours, the music abruptly stops. The moment they enter the auditorium. Their performances usually take place late at night, the sound echoing throughout the building. There have even been reports of other spectral performers. Cold air blasts from the orchestra pit, sounds of laughter, applause, and shouts of bravo sound out through their opera house when no one is in there. A seemingly empty theater repeating a past performance, reliving it night after night. As a child, I was often afraid at night. I always felt as if someone was leaning over me as I slept, breathing close to my face. I slept with the blankets over my head to hide for years. I'm no longer afraid of these occurrences, but that doesn't mean it doesn't faze me. I'm going to share with you all a few of my own experiences. One evening, I was home alone in my parents' house. I was living in the basement apartment that used to belong to my grandpa. The living room was directly under my old brother's bedroom, both of which had passed away at this point. I was watching a movie, it was playing in the background as I played around on my phone. The background sound of the TV and credits was an afterthought, until I suddenly realized the credits had ended for some time. The sound I was hearing was coming from the room above me. It was a muffled conversation. This had been going on for at least 10 minutes before I realized it. The voices sounded male. The tone was that of a pleasant, hushed conversation. I knew there was no one else home and the realization made me freeze. I called my other brother on the phone to ease my fear as I went to investigate, at which point the muffled voices stopped. On my honeymoon, My husband and I went to Scotland for several days before visiting family in Edinburgh and Italy. We drove all over, staying at different B&B's and hotels. One specific one was a night at Dalhousie Castle. It was beautiful. There was a wedding going on, so we got bumped to a smaller room in another section of the castle, upstairs. I didn't mind because it was still a beautiful room. The room was spotless everything had been cleaned perfectly the mirrors were windex the tables were wiped i decided to take a shower before going down to dinner the bathroom steamed up fogging up the mirror the whole time i was in there i opened the curtain multiple times because it felt as if someone was in there when i got out of the shower directly facing me was the mirror someone had written in the fog words, who are you? I called to my husband and asked if he was messing with me. He swore he wasn't. I wrote on the mirror our names and hello to be friendly. The dining room was set up in the basement of the castle in what used to be the dungeon where people were held, possibly tortured and died. The air, once you go down there, looks thicker. I could feel my chest getting heavier as I descended the stairs and felt very uneasy the whole time we were down there. Long after our trip was over, we saw Dalhousie Castle on a show about haunted locations. We knew nothing about the castle being haunted beforehand. This castle dates back to the 13th century and is one of Edinburgh's most haunted places. It is haunted by Lady Catherine, also known as the Grey Lady, and Sir Alexander Ramsay, who was starved to death in 1342 by William Douglas. Lady Catherine's parents refused to let her see the boy she loved, so she locked herself in one of the upstairs rooms and starved herself to death. Staff and guests have reported seeing spirits, hair being pulled, and images of spirits showing up in photographs. If you google Dalhousie Haunted Castle, there are a few videos people have made about their experiences there. If you are not too freaked out, I definitely recommend staying there. Ghosts aside, it is absolutely beautiful. The following is a poem by William Hughes Yesterday upon the stair I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today, oh how I wish he'd go away. When I came home last night at three, the man was waiting there for me, but when I looked around the hall, I couldn't see him there at all. Go away, don't you come back anymore. Go away, and please don't slam the door. Last night I saw upon the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish he'd go away. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. This has been Selina with Tales of Fae and Folklore. Don't forget to light your jack-o'-lanterns this Halloween to ward off evil spirits and light the way home for lost loved ones. Happy Halloween.